All right, friends, it's hoop ball promo time. This is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league all right friends it's hoop ball promo time this is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league the following is a hoop ball presentation This episode is brought to you by Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. Get some delicious coffee and taste the Kona difference. Head over to HawaiianIsles.com. Get some. Uh, you can also get their coffee on Amazon. Uh, and you guys, um, my name is Adrian Benjamins, and I'm joined by Kurt Beach. Kurt, how are you, brother? I'm just living the dream, Adrian. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Week one is in the books. How is your fantasy season going after one week? Um, not too bad. I have uh, the majority of my leagues are doing pretty well. I have one that took a little bumps, uh, but I, there's still plenty of time. You know, it's a marathon and not a sprint. That was week one. Most of us have about 20 weeks. So, yeah, just looking for some some good things to to come for that team that's struggling a bit. I am really glad you just said right now that it is a marathon and not a sprint because it is amazing, Kurt, how many people freak out after one week. Uh, I've seen some guys hit the wire in some leagues where I'm like, man, you know, you may want to give that guy a shot here. Like he's only played a couple games. So you guys... Don't freak out after one week. You know, a lot of these players, they didn't have a preseason or they're dealing with some minor injuries. A lot of guys I like long-term outlooks um, who are currently not playing well right now. So 
as you said, Kurt, I love that. It is a marathon, not a sprint. Play the long game. And uh, so hang in there if you got a guy that's struggling. Give it some time. So I love that. So as you guys know, this is the box score breakdown show. We got a five-game slate to cover. But before Kurt and I get into this box score, I want to remind the listeners – Go get Game Time Premium over at Coopball. Um, it is amazing. Uh, add drop advice. I think it's worth the price alone for the pickup of the night, which is a daily column. Tells you who went off that day, who to grab off of your wire. Um, updated rankings, projections. There's interactive shows with Hoopball Pros um, on a nightly basis. So, you guys, it'll help you all season long dominate your leagues. Go get Game Time Premium. Uh, it's great stuff. Kurt, are you ready to get into the box scores? I'm ready, Adrian. Excited to be here. I'm excited to do this show with you, man. I can tell this is going to be a fun season. All right. First game of the night. I think this was the first game. The Warriors and the Thunder. And, man, the Warriors, Kurt, they do not look good to start the season. Uh, I think at halftime, this game was a blowout. And the end score ended up being 120-92. The Thunder just beaten up on the Warriors. I'm going to jump in on the Warriors side first. Going to start with Steph Curry, 23 points, 5 assists, 8 rebounds. Um he get he also added two threes, shot a perfect 7 of 7 from the line. So good game from him. I'm expecting him to have a big season only cuz the Warriors are really hurting right now and I think his usage is going to be pretty good. Draymond Green's been struggling. I don't know if that arm is an issue. You know, I think it was the first or second game, maybe the first game of the season, had an arm issue. Uh, I don't know if he's 100%, but only 10 points, two steals, two assists, five rebounds from him, one, three, four, nine. Let's hope he can get healthy because he is a guy I had high hopes for this season, and I think he's going to be okay. Really interesting thing here Marquise Chris getting the start for Kevin Looney. This piqued my interest, wanted to see how he did. Now, only got 23 minutes. Probably, You know, this is a really tough game to gauge for fantasy analysis only because of the blowout factor, right? Like, guys not getting the full allotment of minutes that they probably normally would see. But 10, 10 points from him, four steals is nice. Love that. Three assists, four rebounds. You know, this is a guy I might grab in some deeper leagues where I, where I might need some center help if he's going to continue to start at center with Looney out. D'Angelo Russell, six points, only two assists, one rebounds, shot three of ten from the field. I'm a little worried about D'Angelo Russell. Um, you know, he was getting drafted really high and just don't know. It, it, it just seems like he's not used to his teammates yet or the role on his team, but let's hope that he gets it figured out soon. Um, off the bench, not too much to talk about. Again, no Clay Thompson, no Willie Cauley-Stein, Kevin Looney's out. Kurt, what are your thoughts on the Golden State Warriors? Oh, man, Adrian, they do not look good. There was, and the final score actually makes us look closer than it was. There was a point where I want to say they were down by 40 or 50. Wow. It, it was brutal, and... I don't know, D'Angelo Russell, he got so he got thrown out, I think, in the third oh, quarter. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was getting up in a ref's face, so they tossed him out. He got two texts right in a row, same play. Um, so he'll be better, and the nice thing about that is that, that that's not really something you can really uh, glean from looking at the box score. So his owner might not notice that, and like you said, he hasn't been amazing to start the year. He's maybe somebody that you could send a buy-low offer for. And speaking of buy-low offers, I don't know if there will be a better time to send offers out on Curry than right now. He had two really bum games so far. They've both been pretty bad. His field goal percentage has been horrendous, and I don't think it's going to be as good this year with him being one of the primary shooters on this team. He's going to just draw all kinds of double teams and all the attention on defense, so I don't know, Adrian, would you be sending out some buy-low offers for Curry? If so, what kind of guys would you be sending? Yeah, I would be down to send out some buy-low offers for Curry. But, man, I mean, I guess what's really tough is if you drafted Curry, you likely took him in the top five picks of your draft. So it's like, you know, how low are you going to go? I mean, are you going to go – like, for example, a guy like Trey Young is really hot right now, man. He is – 
just balling out. So it's like, you know, would you swap Curry out for a guy like Trey Young? If you own Trey Young, which I do in my main home league, would you even want to make that move with a Curry struggling? And, you know, I think you made a good point on Curry drawing a lot of defensive attention. I really didn't take that into account this season that, you know, because the Warriors are missing a lot of their studs this year, no Durant, no Klay Thompson, you're right, the defenses can really just zero in on Curry, making it really difficult. You know, I have Bradley Beal in a bunch of leagues and he's kind of struggled to start and that's exactly why as well is like defenses are just concentrating on him because there's not a lot of other talent on that team so Kurt I like your take on trying to buy low on Curry if you can I I guess you're right man uh you know he's kind of got off to a slow start with his standards and you know I still think I think you make a really good point on um he could have a tough year but I still would count on Curry I still think he's gonna have a good season yeah absolutely He'll, he'll definitely be better than this and it's funny you mentioned the Trey Young offers because I've got Trey in a couple leagues. I have Devin Booker in every league. I think I was higher on him than most. And after their starts this season, especially Trey, I saw Curry's game here. I'm like, man, I need to be sending out those buy low offers. <laughs> and Trey came to mind, and I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at it, and I couldn't even send the offer out. Like, yeah. that's, I don't know. He, he just looks so good. But Dude, if you, if you have Trey Young right now, and you do, I do, it is, I mean, you are like salivating. You're thinking, man, I just got this first round talent locked on my team. It's like, you don't even want to move that guy. He looks that good right now, man. He is exceeding expectations for sure. Yes, sir. Okay, let's move on. Uh, Kurt, why don't you tell us or uh, what what went down on the Oklahoma City Thunder side of this game? Okay, so... Like you said, it was a blowout, so not everybody's seeing their their regular minutes here. Still, in only 22 minutes, Gallinari was able to put up 21 points, a rebound, four threes, and seven seven out of seven from the line, which is about what you expect from him. Steven Adams has been a little quiet to start the season so far. He had eight points, nine boards, three assists, no defensive stats, 0 for 2 from the line. So I think better things are coming for him. Uh, SGA... 19 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, no steals, 2 blocks, a triple, 50% from the free throw line. Uh, Terrence Terrence Ferguson got the start here, and he did pretty good with it. He had 13 points, 2 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 triples. Chris Paul was a little bit surprising. He only picked up 19 minutes, so it was the fewest among the starters, and he pitched in 10 points, 2 assists, a steal, and 2 threes. Off the bench... The biggest guy here, I would say, is Dennis Schroeder. He went for 22, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, and 4 steals, along with a triple. So he went undrafted in a lot of leagues, <laughs> and I know um, Aaron Bruski is super high on him, which makes me super high and interested on him. But, Adrian, tell me, what is your take on this team? So... First of all, Shea Gillis-Alexander is good, man. I mean, we expected him to be good, and he it looks right on pace. Um, I'm not taking too much into this Chris Paul performance just because of the blowout factor. You know, Steven Adams has been surprising only because um, when they got rid of Jeremy Grant, when they, you know, um, no Paul George, Westbrook is gone. You kind of thought that Steven Adams would go wild in that front court by himself. Like, you know, Westbrook was siphoning off a lot of rebounds from him. You were expecting him to just put up some big lines, and it hasn't happened yet. I would stick with Steven Adams. I'm really glad you mentioned Schroeder. As you said, a big hoop ball guy, and we're seeing why. Um, you know, what's really surprising me, I will be honest, Personally, I was not high on Schroeder only because when you got Chris Paul and Shea Gillis Alexander, it's like, how much is left for this guy? But what I'm really shocked about is that the Thunder are playing sometimes all three guards together on the court at the same time. So if that's the case, I think the minutes are going to be there and Schroeder can have nights like he had tonight, which is really nice. Um, the other thing that I think is interesting about this team is that what are they going to do later in the season? You know, if they're in this rebuild mode, 
Does Chris Paul get traded? Does Steven Adams get traded? I'm stashing Nerlens Noel in some very deep leagues. I don't think you need to even pay attention to him in standard leagues, but in some really deep leagues I play in, I'm really curious if the Thunder are going to end up kind of moving on from some of their veteran guys and go into full rebuild mode. But anyways, that's my thoughts on the Thunder. What do you think about it, Kurt? I like that take, Adrian. Noel, we all know what he can do with the defensive stats when given the minutes. It's just he's never gotten those minutes. So if he gets that break at some point during this season, I think that's a great deep league kind of stash. Yeah, definitely. All right. And then, um, yeah, you we went over everyone else. Uh, Gallinari looks pretty good. 21 points. Didn't do much else here, but um, I think he's going to uh, be pretty good as long as he stays healthy. All right, let's cruise over to the second game of the day. Uh, I think that's the Brooklyn Nets and the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, Kurt, I'm going to start with the Nets. Going to start with a guy I got in a bunch of leagues, Karis LeVert. Number two option on this Nets team is playing pretty well. 27 points, five assists, four rebounds, had three threes tonight. Shot 11 to 22. Good game from him. Kyrie Irving has been insane. He is starting the season red hot. 37 points from him, a block, two steals. Love getting some defensive stats from him. Seven assists, seven rebounds. What a great all-around stat line here. 10 of 11 from the line, five threes tonight, 11 of 27. I mean, he just looks locked and loaded on this Brooklyn Nets team. If you got him, you got to be pretty excited. Um, Joe Harris was a guy that went really late, and he looks pretty good. Just, you know, if he's going to get 30 he got 37 minutes here uh, today, put up 13 points, a steal, two assists, three threes. We know he could drain from outside, so um, he looks pretty good. Terrian Prince, another guy that went late that looks like he could be a pretty good player for this team. 12 points, two assists, six rebounds, two threes, shot four of 10 from the field. Pretty good from him. DeAndre Jordan with, uh, you know, 23 minutes from him, six points, 12 boards, two blocks. And then Jared Allen's the one that got 27 minutes. You know, uh, Jared Allen putting up a nice double-double, 14 points, 13 rebounds. This front court was something I wanted to stay away from because I thought that Jordan and Jared Allen could cancel each other out. And, you know, in this game, it was Jared Allen that I think was lit. Like, whoever's going to get that edge in minutes, I think, is going to definitely put up some nice lines so tonight it was uh jared allen spencer dinwiddie with 16 points and eight assists three rebounds off the bench he should definitely be viable even coming off the bench because he's seen um 30 minutes didn't shoot it too great only three of 13 from the field but he did give you two threes and he did shoot eight of ten from the line um i'm trying to think there's anything else really worth mentioning on this nets team nothing really kurt what are your thoughts on brooklyn well, I think the main thing that I wanted to tune into this game for was to see the battle of the bigs there, DeAndre Jordan and Jared Allen. And we're hearing that they're going to flip-flop depending on matchups on who's the starter. And like you said, I tried to avoid this, but if Jared Allen was sitting there around pick 100 and I needed blocks, which ended up being the case in a lot of my drafts, I tried to get him. Um, he didn't get any tonight, but usually I think he's going to be the guy you want to own, whether he's starting or coming off the bench. And... To his credit today, he was 4-4 from the free throw line, and he struggled there a little bit to start the season, so that's definitely encouraging to see. Other than that, nobody really on the bench stands out to me at this point. Yeah, I think that's a great take, man. You know, if I had to choose, it definitely would be Jared Allen. Just the younger guy whose arrow is just kind of more pointing up where DeAndre Jordan, the older veteran guy who's kind of, you know, his career's kind of coming downward. So you definitely would rather have that younger guy who's got more upside. And, like, I agree with you. On a night-to-night basis, if I had to bet on a guy, I'd be betting on Jared Allen. So um, love that take. And then, as you said, you know, not too much off the bench. I do love the Nets for fantasy, though. They play a great, uh, fast-paced game, which is awesome for fantasy. And uh, so hopefully you got some of these starters, though, because uh, they could be in for a big season. Kurt, what, what, what happened over on the Memphis Grizzlies side? All right, Adrian. Um, before I jump in, I just want to let you know it sounds like uh, your mic or one of our mics was having some issues there um, on okay. your, your. Am I coming in okay? After. Am I coming in okay now? 
you're coming in good now. All right, let's let's keep rolling. What uh, what went down on the Grizzlies side? All right, so for the Grizzlies, we had JJJ put up 12 points, six rebounds, a steal, two blocks, two threes. He only played 24 minutes, but he fouled out, so that's understandable. Jonas Valanciunas put up a great game, 16 points, 11 rebounds, four assists, a steal, two blocks, three three-pointers, which was the part that caught my eye. He is still on a minutes cap, so he only played 20 minutes. So imagine this guy with about eight to ten more minutes a game. He's going to be great, especially if he wants to become a stretch five and shoot the three. Uh, good things are in store for him. John Morant finally had his breakout game. 30 points, 9 assists, 4 rebounds, a steal, a block, a 3. He did have 6 turnovers, but with that line, you probably don't mind so much. Dylan Brooks, 21 points, 2 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal, 3 threes. He also played 38 minutes. Remember, it was an overtime game, but he might be an end-of-your-bench kind of guy. Definitely someone you're looking at in deep leagues for sure. Brandon Clark came out and got 10 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal, and a block. Other than that, off the bench, we had Kyle Anderson with 13 points, 4 rebounds, an assist, 2 steals, 2 blocks. So good good line for Anderson in only 24 minutes. Tyus Jones was a little quiet, 5 points, 5 assists, 2 steals. Other than that, Adrian, do you see anything else for the Grizzlies that's really standing out to you from the bench? Yeah, I— you know, uh, I in a couple deep leagues I'm in. For example, my my home league is a 13 team roto league. I picked up Jay Crowder because um, just because I saw he was getting some good minutes. And you know, even though the scoring wasn't there for Crowder tonight, it was only two six for six points. I actually had him in my lineup, and I'm not mad because he gave me a steal two blocks which by the way in that league I'm hurting for blocks and rebounds gave me seven rebounds five assists so uh, I think he's worth owning in some 12 team or deeper leagues for like a guy at the end of your roster if he's gonna see minutes like he saw tonight he got 38 I think most nights he's gonna give you a usable low-end line so I think he's worth owning um, other than that, you pretty much covered everything, man. You know, we know um, I'm the biggest JJJ fan on the planet, and his one Achilles heel is he gets into foul trouble. So uh, that stopped, that slowed him down here tonight, but I'm not worried long term. Hopefully he figures, you know, still a young guy. Hopefully he figures it out. Really glad you mentioned a jaw. I have him in a, a few leagues, and really happy to see this breakout he got hot in the fourth quarter i think he went off for 17 points in the fourth quarter alone so really got hot there at the end of the game uh lucky for me in the spots i got him it's eight category league so i don't have to worry about his uh, six turnovers but i agree with you kurt if you get a line like this i don't even care uh, uh, about the turnovers and you know other than that not too much off this bench it's really the starters uh, that you want any any closing thoughts on the Grizzlies Kurt I do I have one and it's it's JV I was trying to buy low on him with his his last game I think or maybe it's two games ago he put up seven points and then a bunch of ones so I was really trying to buy low on him especially with the minutes cap some people don't notice that they'll just look at the the line that he put out but I the three out of five threes like I said really caught me off guard and so I looked into it and last year 2018-2019 he actually shot 48 threes, which surprised me. Wow. He made, Yeah, and he made 14 of them, so that's 29%. And then the year before, it surprised me even more. I, I never remember him shooting threes. He was 30 of 74 for 40%. So over his career, he's actually a 35% three-point shooter. So wow. this, this could be something that we could see continue. I mean, it's not like Andre Drummond going out there and – you know, launching up a few threes and not making any of them. This is something that possibly could stick. Yeah, and- I I love uh, I love him on this team. I think this is a really he just is a really good fit on this team. A lot of young guys on this team too. So I love these kind of um, you know he's not an older player, so it's weird to call him a veteran guy. But I just think he's a great fit. You know, Kurt, I'm really surprised that. Um, he only got 20 minutes. He still had a great line here, but really uh, surprised he only had 20 minutes with JJJ fouling out here in this game. Uh, and with this game being really close, I mean, the end score was 134-133. So was really surprised to see him only get 20 minutes, but 
I love his outlook on this team and for the season. And he was getting drafted pretty high in most of my leagues, uh, mid-round mid-round uh, guy and up. So, uh, you know, I think a lot of people, uh, a lot of websites, a lot of places had uh, have high expectations for him this year. Yes, sir. And I, I, I could be wrong, but I think that 20 minutes was uh, due to a minutes cap. I think he's oh. still having... Yeah, he, he came into the season with a little bit of a foot injury, and I think because of that, they were trying to keep him under 20 minutes. Ah, that's right. Great call. Yes, sir. So he was a pretty pretty low minute total in the first couple games, too. But, I mean, imagine if he's doing that in 20 minutes. Sorry. If he can get up to 28 to 30, imagine what he can be doing. Oh, yeah. I I agree with you. You know, you guys, who knows? Maybe you can float some buy low offers on Valanciunas. Maybe uh, a lot of people like me forgot that he was dealing with an injury and see that, hey, why is this guy only getting 20 minutes? Hey, throw some uh, buy low offers on JV because I agree with you, Kurt. Uh, I really like his outlook for the whole season here. Absolutely. All right, guys, let's go over to the third game of the day, the Portland Trailblazers and the Dallas Mavericks. I'm going to I'm going to go over to the Portland side first. And uh, let's start with CJ McCollum, who had a very nice game here. 35 points, two steals, four assists, six rebounds, played 41 minutes. So uh, um, he played almost the entire game here, shot eight to eight from the line, added a three. 13 of 26 from the field. It's pretty good from him. Damian Lillard doing what he does. 28 points, a steal, a block, five assists, three rebounds, seven and nine from the line. He added a three, 10 of 20 from the field. You know, Rodney Hood, I think, is interested. This guy's like on the wire in every league that I play in. And man, if he's going to start, if he's going to get over 30 minutes, I think he's worth owning if you need help in points and threes i think he's definitely worth owning and uh 20 points here two steals a block the defensive stats are kind of an abnormality i don't think you're going to get those defensive stats from him on most nights but did also add six rebounds um three of three from downtown eight of 12 from the field i think he's worth picking up i might be trying to grab him in a couple leagues um white side six points 14 rebounds one block uh love that he went two with two from the line two of four from the field john collins this is a guy i got in almost every league believe he left this game with a shoulder injury i think he's gonna get an mri tomorrow uh, might not be good he may miss some time 10 points from him tonight one assist, three rebounds, so a little disappointing. Did give you two threes as well. Was really high on this guy coming into the season as like a late round. I mean, a guy to get at the end of your drafts. Um, I think I kind of had him as a sleeper type guy, so this is kind of a bummer here. Um, Baysmore, I like off the bench. 11 points, five rebounds, one assist. Uh, one three four eight from the field. You know, if Collins is gonna miss time, maybe Baysmore can see an uptick in minutes. Hazonia as well didn't have a great game, only four points, two assists, eight rebounds in 25 minutes. But I'm gonna keep my eye on him. Another guy who could possibly benefit, but not likely in standard leagues, is Scal. Uh, Scal BCA four points only in six minutes. So I uh, just keep an eye on him. But likely Baysmore, maybe Hazonia, the guys that could benefit the most from if John. Collins is going to miss any time. Kurt, any thoughts on the Portland Trailblazers? I, I agree with you, Adrian. Um, Rodney Hood is on waivers everywhere, <laughs> but after this line and being third highest in minutes total, maybe Zach Collins is going down. They don't really have much off the bench besides Hazonia and Baysmore to rely on, so he's definitely somebody that I'm going to be watching. I don't know if I'm picking him up just yet. Um, in terms of Zach Collins, like you said, I love him. He looked amazing in the preseason. I know just preseason, but he looked really good. Mm-hmm. He was hitting all kinds of threes, blocking shots, and that's just a combination that you don't see very often. So if one of his, if we get some bad news tomorrow that he's going to miss a week or two or maybe more and somebody hastily drops him, I would scoop in and pick him up so fast. So mm-hmm. I love that for- take. I love, hey, John Collins, as you said, I mean, a center or you know he plays power forward 
um, that can shoot. He, he had two. He shot two with three from downtown tonight. Also can block shots. I love centers that don't hurt you. Like shoots it well from the line. Shoots it nicely from the field. I love these guys. You know, um, really broke out in the postseason last year, and I thought this was gonna be his year. So love that take, Kurt. If somebody drops him, you know, he's kind of gotten off to the slow start. Hasn't really had a big breakout game yet. So if somebody drops him now since he's hurt i love that take hurt go get john collins put him put him in your ir spot keep him on your bench wait for him to get back absolutely all right uh kurt what went down on the mavericks side of this game all right so for the mavs we'll start with the usual suspects porzingis went big with 32 points nine rebounds which is on the higher end for him that's nice five assists and two blocks he went three of ten for from uh, downtown and 7 of 10 from the free throw line. So monster line from him. If you got him in the third round, or sometimes he was even going in the fourth, I think you're in for a fun ride this year. Then you had Luka Doncic, 38 minutes, 29, 12, and 9, with three steals, four turnovers, two triples. After that, you had DeLon Wright, who had a quiet game, followed by a great game on Friday, followed by this one where he put up a, Eight points, two rebounds, five assists, two triples. Then you had Jalen Brunson. He didn't do a whole lot with 27 minutes. Seth Curry came off the bench for 12 points, two triples, and three steals. Not a bad line for someone off the bench. Tim Hardaway, pretty quiet off the bench, 11 points. I'm not really racing out to pick up anyone off the bench. If you're in a deeper league, maybe 14-teamer or bigger, you could probably look at Seth Curry. Otherwise, it's kind of the usual suspects here. Uh, one starter that I forgot to mention here was Maxi Kleba. He filled in for Dwight Powell, who's still out, and he pitched in a nice line. 14 points, 6 boards, 3 assists, a block, and 2 triples in only 25 minutes. I don't think I'd be racing to pick him up because Dwight Powell's supposed to be back. I think I think he's either practicing tomorrow or coming back this week. So if Kleba's not already on your team, I probably wouldn't race to pick him up, but... I don't know about the debatable thing here is DeLon Wright. I've been hearing a lot of people ask, should I drop him? Should I hold on to him? He only played 23 minutes. But after that line on Friday and what we saw him do to close out the season last year with those triple doubles, I don't think you can drop him yet. I agree with you. I would be hanging on to DeLon Wright. Looked fantastic in that last game. So you see what he's capable of. So I would hang on to him for sure. And, uh, you know, as far as the rest of this roster goes, it is the Doncic and Porzingis show. And, Kurt, can I tell you a funny story? In my home league, a guy took Luka Doncic in the first round. I think pick nine. And we were all shocked like we could not believe it and I gotta say man this guy was on to something because Luka Doncic is playing out of his mind right now you know one of the things I was worried about is did not shoot it great from the line last year shot 11 of 14 tonight from the line so if he's gonna do this man he looks so comfortable on the court he looks like a seasoned veteran already in his second year Um, this just the sky's the limit for Luka Doncic. So if you got him on your team, man, you must be loving life right now. And Porzingis, too. This is a guy I was shying away from on draft day because of all the buzz on, you know, is he going to get rested? Is he going to be limited? Is he going to play back-to-backs? Porzingis looks fantastic. Fantastic, man. Physically, he looks like a beast. He's playing great. So if you got any of these guys, Doncic or Pazingas, you got to be feeling really good right now. Uh, Kurt, you mentioned Powell. I'm glad you did. Really curious to see how this lineup looks when he gets on the court. We're expecting him to start next to Porzingis in that front court. I'm slightly concerned that with Doncic and Porzingis just eating up so much usage, Powell could just give you some low-end stuff, but I still uh, am holding him in a league or two to see how it pans out. So I really hope we see him this upcoming week. Kurt, any closing thoughts on the Dallas Mavericks? No, Adrian, I think you about nailed it. It's kind of the usual suspects here, and probably probably not a whole lot 
that we'll want to look at them for in the future in terms of like new guys popping up unless somebody goes down with an injury. Man, what a great – can I just say, man, if you're a Dallas Mavericks fan – you like the whole Dirk Nowitzki era comes to an end, and you reload right away with Doncic and Porzingis, and now you're in this like man. I mean, I would be so excited if I was a Dallas Mavericks fan that you're building your franchise on these two young studs. It is amazing, man, uh, that they were able to just quickly, you know, kind of jumpstart the new era of Dallas Mavericks basketball. All right, Kurt, let's go over to uh, the fourth game of the day, the Miami Heat and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, the Wolves getting the win here, 116-109. to 109. I'm going to jump in on the Miami side first. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, Winslow, who's been really good this year. They're just surprising. I'm kind of shocked to say playing the point guard, starting at the point guard position, and man, uh, 20 points, 6 assists, 8 rebounds. I love that he's contributing all over the place here. Even gave you some defensive stats. One steal, two blocks. Um, you know, we know shooting is not his strong suit, but shot 8 of 17 here tonight. I'll take that. 2 of 3 from downtown. A perfect 2 of 2 from the line. What is going on with Winslow, man? Uh, great stuff. You know, I was saying go get Kendrick Nunn at the beginning of the week. I hope you did. Um, 25 points, 2 steals, 2 assists, 4 rebounds. Uh, shot 9 of 17. He added 5 threes. This guy looks fantastic. You know, I was really worried when he went off in the first game that, oh, they're missing Jimmy Butler. But Coach Spo says that none is going to start next to Jimmy Butler. So, man, go make sure, double check right now that he's not sitting your wire. I'm sure he's already been scooped up. But if by some miracle he's still sitting there, go grab none. Tyler Hero getting the start for Jimmy Butler. He had eight points, four assists, five rebounds. Uh, one three, three and nine from the field. Bam out of Bayo, a guy that I got in a bunch of leagues. I'm really um, expecting a big breakout from him this year. 13 points. Love that he gave you some nice defensive stats here. Two steals, three blocks, nine rebounds, five assists, six to ten from the field. Didn't shoot too well from the line, only one of five, but I am not going to complain with that line. Um, let's see, who else? Drogic has been pretty good off the bench. You know, even though he's coming off the bench, getting some good minutes, he's looked pretty good. Uh, 13 points, four assists, five rebounds. Uh, most likely, he's already rostered in most leagues. Um, Robinson here had a nice game off the bench. 21 points, two blocks, uh, eight of 12 shooting, added four threes. Don't, don't, I doubt we're going to roster him in standard leagues. Kelly Olinick, 13 minutes isn't going to cut it, only two points, so likely you can leave him alone. Really hoping we get Jimmy Butler back soon. Um, had a baby, so missed the beginning of the season, but I think he's going to be ready to rock this upcoming week. No Dion Waiters yet. So, you know, I am really curious to see how this team is going to look when they get Jimmy back in the fold. If Dion Waiters is in the rotation, is it going to hurt guys like Nunn and Hero? So, uh, Kurt, what are your thoughts on the Miami Heat? Man, Adrian, I have to piggyback <laughs> on the Kendrick Nunn information you put out there. Man, I'm I'm just kicking myself. I, I'm in about uh, six or eight leagues. I have none. I have none shares of none. <laughs> and and it, it just kills me because last week when we had all these, you know, flash in the pan kind of guys, uh, the PJ Washingtons, the Travion Grahams, the Dwayne Bacons, uh, Tyler Hero to some extent was out there in some links, Kendrick Nunn. I went for all these other guys and I didn't pick up none anywhere. Now here we are, not even a full week later, and I think this guy is the real deal. He looked amazing out there. I watched the first half of this game, and he looked amazing out there. And then another thing I was thinking that caused me to not run out and pick him up was the whole Jimmy Butler thing. Mm -hmm. And then, like you mentioned, they're saying that none's going to continue to start. So even if he takes a small ding, I mean, he got 40 minutes tonight, and there was no overtime in this game. This guy looks for real. If you picked him up, even if he goes out there and has a bad game or two, I think you need to hold on to this guy and see how this plays out. 
I love that take. And Kurt, just like you, I actually missed out on him in almost all of my leagues. In my home league, you know, I put it's a fab bid uh, to get these guys. I put a low fab bid because I just thought that, hey, you know, that first game of the season, he's just starting and had a great game because no Jimmy. So uh, another guy blew $40 out of a $200 fab budget on him. And I thought this guy was out of his mind. Now I'm completely wrong. You know, if if none is going to start next to Jimmy Butler, none needs to be owned everywhere. And, you know, this is no fluke. We saw it in the preseason. I believe none had a 40-point game in the preseason. So this isn't coming out of nowhere. This guy's the real deal. And if, if he's going to start... From what we're hearing from Spolstra, he is going to start next to Jimmy Butler. This guy needs to be locked and loaded. Likely he's been picked up everywhere. Double check, you guys. Even in your shallow leagues, double check that he is not picked up because he needs to be owned everywhere. Absolutely. All right, Kurt, what what went down on the Timberwolves side? On the Timberwolves side, again, somewhat the usual suspects. We have Carl Anthony Towns, who has just been on a tear to start the season, making people look amazing if you took him with that number one pick uh tonight was actually a little quieter compared to his last two games he went for 23 and 11 with four assists two steals and a block he had four threes but he shot 11 of them which is exciting as you saw in that first game he had seven threes so if he's going to make this shooting this many a regular part of his game he is going to be an absolute monster this year andrew wiggins he went big for 25 points six rebounds and four threes He also shot 50% from the field and 75 from the line. So Wiggins, who he gets mixed reviews. You know, he was usually out there around like pick 120, 150 in a lot of leagues. I don't know. He maybe maybe he's trying to have some kind of bounce back year here. Like this is an okay line, and he's been doing all right so far this season. Um, Robert Covington had a bounce back game. He was a little quiet in the last one. He had 11 points, 10 rebounds, three assists, a steal, and two threes. I think this is a little bit on the quieter end in terms of the defensive stats. And he's one of those guys that can go out there and just light it up from downtown. So I think he's in for a a good bounce back year as well. Um, one guy that I was excited to see have a bounce back game was Jeff Teague. I own him in so many places especially in leagues where I didn't get guards early and I needed those assists. He was sitting down there around pick 80, 90. I took him everywhere, and he's been so quiet to start the year. And then he he gave that off-the-wall comment where somebody asked him if he was healthy, and he did, He said he didn't think he'd ever be 100% healthy, mm. which scared me. And I'm trying to think, okay, I'm, I'm basically trying to sell low on him and throwing him out there for anything that I can get back. But today he he did just what I drafted him for, you know, what all of us drafted him for if he got him was just the eight assists. Uh, he got you a three, 21 points, 10 of 11 from the free throw line. So that's amazing. So good to see a bounce back game from him. Um, moving on to the bench, we had Jake Lehman with six points, three rebounds, two assists, a steal. Um, Shabazz Napier, 12 points, three rebounds, two assists, two steals, two triples. I got to be honest, after those first couple games, I was a little worried that Napier would maybe eventually overtake Teague. Um, One guy that got a lot of hype in the preseason that people were drafting a lot earlier than I was willing to spend a pick on was Jarek Culver. He's been pretty quiet so far. Two points, one rebound, one assist, and that's about it. Now, it is possible throughout the season that maybe he takes over and replaces Travion Graham. I think that would make sense, but sometimes as fantasy players, what we think makes the most sense doesn't always resonate with the coaches. Adrian, what is your take on these Timberwolves? Man, you are right on. Uh, Kurt, I could tell you and I are going to get along well, and we are very much a lot alike. I, too, you know, I didn't really understand the Jared Culver buzz. There were people, I, in some of my drafts, he was getting drafted in, like, the sixth round, and I thought people were just... Um, way off there, and I think we're seeing it. Just a rookie. This team, the Timberwolves are pretty strong. Uh, they got a pretty strong starting roster, and I just, you know, I do 
think that there could be a point in the season where maybe they unleash him a little bit more. I don't think he's a guy you need to even roster in standard leagues. Just keep him on your watch list and see if that point happens in the season where they maybe move him into the starting lineup and then make a move on him then. I don't think he needs to be taking a spot on your roster now. Um, you know, I... I I probably the only one spot I kind of disagree with you on is Wiggins. I, you know, it tonight was a great line. I love that he gave you six rebounds. I love that he shot, uh, gave you four threes as well. But there's been a couple games already this season where it's just points and not much else. And so, you know, but I think his draft price really reflected how people view him now. He's just kind of an empty scorer and. This is a guy on when he came into the league. I I was actually high on him. So I am hoping that he does add more to his game. I hope he does improve because I do like Andrew Wait. Um, I do like Wiggins from a reality standpoint, and I hope he does become a nice, well-rounded player. But for fantasy, man, my expectations are a little low. Cat. Kurt, in the Hoopball Staff League, I drafted Anthony Davis with the number one pick. I couldn't decide between him and Carl Anthony Towns. I am regretting not going Carl Anthony Towns. He looks fantastic. And, you know, you don't have that injury risk uh, that injury concern that you have with AD when you draft Cat. He just plays every single game. He looks just like a beast to start the season. He's in for a huge year. Uh, I love your take on Teague. You know, I would just, um, you drafted him, I think, at a good price. So, um, you know, if you could get something for him, I wouldn't blame you. But I also think you'll be okay. I think there's going to be more lines like tonight in his future. I think, you know, he didn't really have that preseason because of whatever injury he was dealing with. I think he's going to sort through it, and I think he'll be fine. Love your take on Covington. You know, don't panic here because we know um, he's prone to have nights like tonight where maybe he only shoots 3 of 10, but um, usually gives you some outstanding defensive stats had 10 rebounds here tonight Covington should be just fine as long as he stays healthy uh Kurt any closing thoughts on the Timberwolves the only thing is I, I just need to write the ship and say that <laughs> I am I'm not a Wiggins fan I've actually okay. <laughs> in all the years I don't think I've ever owned him in a single league yeah I just the the scoring and the yeah that's that's about all you're gonna get from him Man, but you know it's it's really it's tough because you see Wiggins sometimes and he looks fantastic. Like athletically, like you'll see him do this crazy spin move where he gets to the rim and just you 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 just kind of wonder like um why can't he be a better basketball player? Like it seems like he's got the athleticism, he's got the talent. And so it makes you wonder why he can't put it together and be a more all-around player. And, you know, still a young guy. I think I want to say this is just off the top of my head, I'm guessing. I think he's around like 24. So, you know, I don't know, Kurt. I'm hoping maybe he can still improve, but we got to see it to believe it. I would never draft him uh, more than like 100 or later type of a guy. All right, yes, let's roll to the last game of the night, the Charlotte Hornets and the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers getting the victory 120 to 101. You know, I was watching this game uh, in the th uh, early third quarter. It was much closer than this. So the Lakers pulled away here to get the victory. I'm going to look over on the Hornets side first. I'm going to start with Miles Bridges, a guy I got in almost every league. 23 points is nice. Little bummed he didn't have any defensive stats. No steals, no blocks. Three assists, six rebounds. But he shot eight of 17, added two threes. Perfect 5-5 five -five from the line. I'll take that. Terry Rozier, 19 points. Four assists, six rebounds. Three threes, six of 14 from the field. This is a pretty good game. Cody Zeller with a double-double. Uh, 19 points, 14 boards. 
Three steals, three blocks. This is an outstanding game, actually, from Cody Zeller. Even shot it well. Uh, 9 of 13. He even gave you a 3. Um, he took an elbow to the face from Anthony Davis and actually even left this game. Came back. Still finished with a good line. Kind of bummed I didn't take a shot on Cody Zeller at the end of uh, some of my drafts. P.J. Washington has, was pretty good to start the season. Not a great game here, but, man, if he's going to get 36 minutes and start, I think he's a guy that should be on your roster. Also, uh, that first game of the season, he had seven threes, so I love that he can give you some triples. Had one three tonight with eight points. Uh, steal, a block, six boards, one assist. Um, Dwayne Bacon, I got him in a few leagues. 15 points, 2 assists, 6 rebounds. 6 of 15 from the field, 1-3. Uh, gonna give you some good scoring and some threes. Little worried about his percentages and doesn't do too much else. Although, I love that he gave you 6 boards here in this one. Off the bench, uh, not too much to talk about on the bench. Oh, uh, Graham. We should talk about Graham. Really popular pickup. Uh, I'm not too worried. Had a horrific shooting tonight here. One of 13 from the field for nine points. Did give you five assists. But look, play 28 minutes. Coach Borrego mentioned that we could see some times where he starts and plays next to Terry Rozier. So I like the sound of that. I think if you picked up Graham, uh, I think you got to hang on to him. Not a good game here tonight, but I think he'll be better than this. Uh, Batum is out. Uh, Batum, you know, in standard leagues, I don't even know if I'd want to own him. So uh, not too much there. I think that's all I got for the Hornets. Kurt, what do you think of the Hornets? I think that this team was very interesting because they're so bad and that they have all these young, new talent type guys that you didn't know who was going to emerge. We're starting to see the pieces kind of fall in place. Uh, the starters are just going and eating as much as they can with 36 minutes, 29 for Cody. And like you said, he would have take he would have had more if AD didn't catch that or give him that bow in the face. Uh, Bridges with 37, Rozier with 32, Bacon with 37, and then Graham soaked up most of them from the bench with 28. So those six guys are probably the ones you're looking at for the most opportunity here. Um, I agree with you with uh, Devontae Graham. I would hold on to him, that bad shooting night. Um, I mean, that, that happens for the shooters. He had, before this, two really solid games. And when I was watching him, I watched him, and I think, I think I've actually watched all of Charlotte's games so far just because I was so curious about this rotation and who was going to emerge. And he's looked so good to me. He, he's looked a lot better than Rozier. Mm. And I know Rozier got paid, and they want him to be the guy. But this Charlotte team has nothing to play for. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if at some point in the season he either overtook Rozier or, like you said, found a way to get into the starting lineup alongside him. He He's looked good to me, uh, minus this bad shooting night. I would definitely be holding tight to him just to see how this plays out. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm glad you're kind of in the same boat there or we're on the same page there. Man, and I love that he took 13 shots. Like, he clearly has the okay to shoot it. And, uh, man, this uh, this year for rookies, they I mean, a lot, we're seeing a lot of young rookies coming in. They're not afraid at all. This guy plays fearless. And uh, as you said, Kurt, if you got him on it, your team just hang on to him because i love his outlook for the rest of the season as well um i agree with you i would not be surprised if he at some point uh, kind of takes the reins of this backcourt or at the very least he's gonna get some good i mean he's already getting good minutes so he it's like he's only gonna go up from here guys so hang on to him kurt what went down on the lakers side for the lakers we had ad he uh was throwing some bows. He got 29 points, 14 rebounds, three assists, a steal, three blocks, three threes, perfect from the stripe at six for six, and 10 of 19 from the field. So a pretty good AD line. LeBron James, 20 points, six rebounds, 12 assists, a steal, four turnovers, one three, and then five for five from the line, which is nice for LeBron, uh, four of 17 from the field. JaVale McGee went out there for 10 points, four boards, an assist, and a steal in only 16 minutes. Danny Green chipped in five points. He also kind of had an off-shooting night. He went two for 10. But Danny Green is one of those guys, you know, he's going to come out and get that 
crazy high scoring night where he could get you 30 points and seven to eight threes. And then he's going to have a night like this where he doesn't do much of anything. But as you've probably heard Dan Vesper say, Danny Green is a guy like you just got to throw this game away and look at him from like a week or a month long value. And if you do that overall, he's definitely going to be worth rostering from the bench. Kind of a big game from Dwight Howard, 16 points, 10 boards, four blocks and eight of eight from the field. So that's not a bad line. Uh, I'm not very excited about either McGee or Howard. Uh, just kind of be a little bit of a timeshare. And I know McGee can do well in limited minutes. Um, so it's kind of tough. But I don't know if Howard does this a couple more times. Uh, I know he wants to be part of the team now, you know, and he's, he's less about himself and just doing whatever it takes to win. Uh, he's available in a lot of my leagues. I'm going to keep an eye out for him. If I have a bottom end center that I'm trying to replace, he might be somebody that I look to. Uh, Quinn Cook, 12 points, 8 assists, 2 triples. Decent line for a point guard coming off the bench. After that, uh, not a whole lot on the bench. So, I don't know. Adrian, what is your take on these Lakers? Is there anything that I'm missing here? I think you pretty much hit it all. And I uh, love your take on Danny Green. Hang on to him. You know, if, if he just had a better shooting here tonight, we wouldn't even be uh, saying anything bad about him. And I had him in almost every league last year. It would be aggravating to see up and down. But then at the end of the year, when you see where he finishes on the year, uh, for, at his player rater, rating you're very happy so um you know as you said i love how you said you kind of look at him you know a long-term view on him and uh it's gonna have games like tonight but also that game he had earlier in the season where he went bonkers so uh you know you just got to take the good with the bad with danny green we know what lebron is we know what anthony davis is and then i'm just really curious to see uh how this team's gonna look when kuzma gets back into the rotation i think he's probably still a few games away from returning but i'm hoping we see him maybe the end of the upcoming week and then uh I, I like your take on Dwight Howard you know in um like a 12 team league if I was really desperate for some rebounds and blocks and actually I am in a couple leagues I would maybe give Dwight Howard a look because as we saw here tonight in just 23 minutes off the bench gave you 10 boards with four blocks so that's what he's capable of so um yeah really interesting stuff with uh, McGee only getting 16 minutes here Kurt, this was uh, our first box score breakdown show. We uh, made it through the night five games. What do you think, man? I think it was really fun. I'm really excited to be here uh, for my first Sunday show with you. I did one with uh, Josh on Wednesdays and just really looking forward to this. We had we had a great time. Um, could I go back and mention one more thing that of I course. noticed? Let's, yeah, so, of course. This was a position battle that I took a note on, but I, I skimmed over it. Uh, on the Golden State and Oklahoma City game, people were getting really excited about Eric Pascal and what he might do. <laughs> he went for 10-3-1, a little bit of a quiet line. But one guy that stood out to me was Omari Spellman. Mm. In 25 minutes, he had 9 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, 3 blocks, and a 3-pointer. So not scoring a lot, so sometimes people don't notice that. But, man, what a diversified stat line here. He's definitely somebody that's on my watch list. Yeah, I'm um, I'm really glad you mentioned that because I was one of these guys. Now, I'm talking like 14 team leagues or deeper, and I play in a few of those leagues. I was one of those guys that, pra that picked up Eric Pascal just to see how he would do with Looney out. You know, Willie Cauley-Stein's not playing yet. So I just wanted to see would he be the guy in that front court does not look like that with Chris getting the start. And as you said, with Spellman kind of looking pretty good, I think we can all move on from, uh, from uh, Pascal. I don't think it's going to happen for him. So really glad that you mentioned that Kurt, where could the listeners find you at? All right. So the, the best place to find me is usually on the hoop ball forums. Usually I'm, I'm scouring over there. Um, I'm captain Canegas over there. Um, so if you want to call me cap, like e either way, um, it's, I have a Twitter, but I don't use it a whole lot. I kind of follow just the big basketball names, but I'm at Captain Canegas over there, C-A-P-T-C-A-I-N-E-G-H-I-S. Awesome. Well, I am at Adrian Benjamins. You guys, this was a lot of fun. Kurt, I'm really excited to do this show with you every Sunday. Kurt and I will be uh, 
going through the box scores with you guys, telling you what you guys need to know. So hope you guys enjoyed the show. Hope you guys had a good first week. As we said at the beginning of the show, don't panic, guys. Just one week. Guys, you know, some guys, they start slow. They didn't have preseason. Hang in there. Don't do anything um, hasty. It's a long season. As Kurt wisely said, it is a marathon. It's not a sprint. So hang in there, guys. Uh, And we'll be back next week. Thank you guys so much. Kurt, thank you very much, sir. You too, sir. Have a great night. Looking forward to doing this. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.